1: Mike Radio. Come in. Come in, Oscar Mike Radio. Sinister 1, this is Oscar Mike. I have you Lima Charlie, over. with Oscar Mike Radio. Today is November 2nd, 2017, and I have a couple folks on from Louisville, Kentucky with AM Vets Post 61. Welcome to the show.
0: Hi. So, I'm Tracy Hayes. Um, I've been a member of AMVETS since I was a kid. I started out as a junior AMVETS and then joined the Ladies Auxiliary when I turned 18. So, at this point, I've been a member of the Auxiliary itself for about 19 years. I'm currently the National Executive Committee woman and a past department president for the Department of Kentucky. And then I am the Americanism chairperson at my local 61. And I'm Bill
2: Bill Atkins. I'm a uh, veteran in the United States Army, uh, 1972 to uh, 75. Uh, I've been with AMVENT since 2008. Uh, I'm presently the uh, commander of Post-61 and the Department of Kentucky first vice commander. I have been uh, a couple other years I was uh, Post-61's uh, commander and a trustee for about
1: four or five years. Uh, that's about it. Well, so one thing that, that I'm discovering Tracy and uh, you know, Mr. Atkins is there are tons of veterans organizations out there so what i'm really curious about and what my listeners would be curious about is where does amvets fit in with the vfw's the american legions 22 kill all those because look well, at... we... go ahead go ahead because we, we... leave no
2: soldier on, on uh, uh we leave no soldier behind uh, with amvets if you have an honorable discharge a uh, discharge and interest aid and you can become an AMVET. Yeah. You do not have to, or did not have to serve. And there's nothing wrong with other organizations uh, because they have their place and they do good work. Uh, but you do not have to serve in a uh, conflict or a war in order to become a member, as long as you are discharged.
0: Yeah, we are the most accepting veteran service organizations out there, hands down. Um, we were the first to accept women. I've met numerous Vietnam veterans in my life as part of my AMVET family, um, and, you know, a lot of them were turned down when they first got back. They were turned down by other veteran service organizations, and we never did that. And that AMVETS also gives me a place in this organization, even though I was unable to serve um, in the military. You know, the least one can do is support the men and women who did, and that's what I'm able to do as part of AMVETS Ladies Auxiliary. And we also have the Sons of AMBET um, that allows men to be a part of this organization and do great things, even though they were unable to serve for one reason or another.
2: We have other, like the juniors, the uh, uh, AMBET Riders, which is a, a group of uh, uh, ladies and, uh, and gentlemen that with big hearts. Uh, so we have, um, we work together as a, as a team.
0: Yes, but it always will be the parent organization of our Ambet family. Um, but the people we've been able to work with and the great things we have been able to accomplish are solely the result of the continued growth of our Ambet family by adding Ladies Auxiliary, Sons of Ambets, the Junior Anvets, which is under the age of 18, and then the Ambet riders.
1: Well, it's very, very key because I, I talked to a VFW post commander near me And he he was very blunt. If if the VFW cannot be forward thinking or really work harder to attract other veterans, they they are going to see membership decline in the next fifteen years. And in my yeah, go ahead.
2: In my opinion, uh, and I talked to uh, various American Legions, VFWs. other organizations, VSOs, and we're all in the same shape. Uh, we're not attracting uh, as many young people, and I say young people, people that's in their 40s uh, and behind, uh, due to the fact that, and we did the same thing. I mean, you know, we was, as we got out of the military, uh, we uh, had things to do with our families, uh, and it's the same way. And unfortunately, all of us, all VSOs that I've came across, and, and in my opinion, uh, we don't treat the young veteran with, uh, we treat them with respect, but we, sometimes some people don't uh, take him in as family. And so we're, we're all in the same shape. Yeah,
0: but at least we don't have the restrictions that some of the other service organizations place. With their membership, well, in regards to their membership. No, no.
2: I give you for instance, I was in Bowling Green at one of the new posts, and there was a gentleman that was in there, and uh, he, uh, we was talking to him about becoming an vet. He says, "Well," he said, uh, "I didn't deploy." I said, "Well, I didn't deploy either, nor did the gentleman that was with me and some of these other guys, but we're all eligible for a service organization because we all serve. No matter what you did, you serve." Uh, you've got a lot of support for those who's who puts one down range
0: yeah and that's what makes the ambit so unique to me that um so many people have heard of bfw and american legion but not necessarily in that
2: yeah i made that part of my job and and the ambits as a whole uh past national commander uh, jim pigeon was a big proponent about getting the brand out there
1: Well. Uh, um and- Couple things come to mind. Is what what was your MOS in the Army? Were you infantry, or were you because you were right around the uh, end of or tail end of the Vietnam? Uh, uh,
2: Sixty-three Charlie Sixty-three Bravo, which is a tank and track mechanic. Uh, I actually uh, ended up as a uh, TAMS clerk. Now, what the TAMS clerk did is make sure everything was combat ready. Everything that needed to be serviced was serviced. Uh, all the parts that that you needed was uh, there so you could uh, work on the vehicles, uh, so we we, tw- we worked on these tracks and wheel, uh, wheels so that they could be combat ready and for training purposes. So I was basically a mechanic.
1: The reason I'm asking is Miami West, we did not deploy overseas, we did not go on ships, I got out as a Terminal Lance, a uh, uh, Terminal E3, we, we could not get promoted. And so I, I went to some of these uh, organizations, and all fun organizations, nothing wrong with them, and found out real quick if you didn't deploy or you weren't a combat veteran, they, they just didn't want you. And, and there was no one of the things looking at your website, and how AMVets is structured, it seems like you know they understand that everybody who wants to be a veteran's advocate, there's a place for them there. And, and that's the feeling I got, which really did separate you all from other orgs. Do you have people who aren't veterans who help out a lot? Oh
2: yes, we have people that's, uh through our organization that uh, will help. Uh, of course, you got the ladies, you got the sons. You know, they're not veterans, and the boot and uh, some of the uh, post does have boosters. Uh, they're not rec- recognized as such, but uh, people that uh, uh, helps the veterans. But you know as well as I do, uh, since you're a veteran, you know we wrote the same check.
0: Yeah, you sign on the dotted line to give your life to your country. It doesn't matter if you were deployed or not. You still agreed to make the same sacrifice that everybody else, and I think you should be treated as such. There's a lot of
2: people out there that can't go through the basic like you and I went through Of course, uh, evidently, you was a Marine, so that's even worse than Army. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, well, I mean, Army is no joke either. Uh... Oh, it's
2: not, I'm not saying that. Back, back in my day, you're younger than I am back in my day marines was uh a, a good bunch but uh they really got into it you know and we had the same trainings through basic and it depends you as well as as you know depends upon your uh what your field was going to be after you got out of basic is how much you're training you know i mean i was trained as a uh, track and a wheel mechanic Um, uh, you've got other uh uh aits that uh it's a lot more you know getting into the, the combat you know it, it depends on what we choose to go in but we went to the military but uh
1: um, go ahead you guys are in the the louisville kentucky area which i i i was born in evansville indiana which which is a hop skip and a jump from louisville and so i'm curious because i'm in the northeast now what's what's the main problem you see that or challenge you see that veterans in your area of the country have to deal with, have to overcome, and how do you all help them out?
2: I'd say the war vets with PTSD, of the twenty-two, uh, that's has been a problem that uh, starting the last couple of years has been recognized as a uh, something that's really happening.
0: Twenty-two you
2: know, suicides a day per day. Yeah. You know the numbers. Uh, depends on who you talk to. The numbers is down to twenty, but one's too many.
1: Well, I mean, but I mean, but but twenty-two. Right, you're right. Twenty-two. It, you can't go wrong with twenty-two, and it, it it really is a shame to say that we have one. But you're right. Twenty. It's about 20, 22 a day.
2: And that's that's been something that uh, people just uh, seem like they ignored it until the last couple of years. I will tell you, uh, uh, Jim Pidgeon, the National Past National Commander, he started on Facebook doing 22 each day,
0: 22 push-ups
2: up. each day to, to uh, bring out awareness. And it has helped to bring it out because I've had people come up to me, you know, knowing that I'm an ambet and talk about it. And our uh, newly uh, sons National Commander, Errol uh, Collins, he's been doing it for just about as long. I think uh, – jim uh, the commander i think he's up to 600 and some plus days or something like that but uh, just to bring awareness and that's part of what we do you know that's how come we wear you know when i see a veteran out there and he don't have a hat or a shirt i don't care what, if it's a bfw american legion or who you know you need to take and put yourself out there because you're you're helping other veterans in that way and you're showing people that uh, you're proud that you're a veteran, and you're making other veterans ha- uh, proud too as well.
0: Now on the national level, we also lobby Congress uh, for mental health benefits as well to try to uh, boost the support that our veterans are getting when they come home.
1: Yeah, that's one thing that I really want to touch on with you both is, uh, again, the, the the other orgs are out there, they're doing their thing, and they're being effective, but it seems like the ANVETs really went to the uh, congressional level to advocate i don't know if all the other orgs do that but it's very clear that you all have been to washington dc to sit there and testify and so how, how does that go and have you all been involved in any of that
2: uh, on the local level of course you know we very rarely get into anything like that
1: well, but all politics uh, is local so absolutely tell that's me. Which, right.
2: that, yeah we have a national that does that okay uh but they have, with the PTSD or the, you know, the 22, uh, big thing, toxic wounds, burn pits. I'm sure you're familiar with burn pits. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I was on a Gold Star family cruise, and a lady lost her son to cancer that had been around and documented with the burn pits. But I'm glad to see that's, that the AMVETS is jumping on the board and uh, coming up and, and lobbying, you know, in Congress and all these uh, and before I forget, the Suns each year, they storm, there was about, I don't know how many of them, but they storm Congress up there and uh, and talk to the different uh, uh, people up there to uh, give awareness. I mean, they do a one heck of a job in uh, Washington for us.
0: Yeah, And at our national meeting in March, um, the commander always gives testimony on Capitol Hill, and as many Am vets, ladies auxiliary, sons, and everybody that can join all go as well to show their support and to show how strong of an organization that we are. You know, to say, hey, you know, Congress, you need to pay attention to what we're talking about because it's important.
2: See, we're 250,000 strong across the uh, uh, nation, so we got a lot of uh, members, and you know, when they get to uh, Washington, we got a lot of people that shows up, you
0: know. And on the local level, what we do is, anytime there's a legislative issue, um, we will get uh, an email from National, and then that's when we start letter writing to our congressmen and women um, in support of whatever legislative issue it is that they have told us about, and uh, that helps as well. And we that, got the, that's
1: that's so huge. I just 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 if I may me for a second. Uh, people ask, what can I do? How can I affect change? And People don't believe me, but I tell them it's as simple as getting ten to fifty of your friends and neighbors to write a letter to their local congressman. Uh, yes, it, it 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 does something. They they will pay attention to a letter a lot more than a tweet or an email. It seems like.
2: Absolutely. Well, now nowadays, uh, you know, after 9/11 we all become heroes. And in my opinion, and uh, you get a bunch of veterans together people starts listening, starts starts wondering, maybe they know what they're talking about. Uh, so they, they're more aware of us as veterans since 9-11. So they'll listen to us more, in my opinion.
0: And that mentality now that you can absolutely support our troops whether or not you support the war. That was a huge distinction that just was not there years ago.
1: Well, that's true up here. I mean, this is a different part of the country, but I've met several people who don't like war don't believe in war in any form or fashion, but if they know that a veteran came back from Afghanistan or Iraq and that veteran's not getting the health care or something's wrong with their house and they, 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 they're they disabled, you best believe that they're going to you know rally the troops. And they might drive a Prius and they might vote liberal or they might vote left, however you want to call it, but that veteran's taken care of and that's nice to see. Yeah, there's a
2: lot of people and a lot of organizations out there that
1: uh, will help veterans
2: uh, just come to an Honor Flight uh, homecoming one time. You see, uh, you know, all the support. Uh, I'm sure you're aware of what Honor Flight is.
1: Yep. I, I, um, I've i been to one with the Patriot Guard. I ride with the Patriot Guard. And then one of my guests on this show did an Honor Flight with her father. It was a very moving experience, both both to hear about it and to be a part of it.
2: I'm on the board of directors uh, with the uh, uh, Bluegrass Chapter, which is here in Louisville, and uh, just to see the support now, what these veterans are getting—World uh, War II vets, Korean War vets, and Vietnam vets—is uh, is overwhelming uh, for the veteran themselves coming back. Uh, but that shows you the support that uh, here in the last few years, you know, since I get back to it, since 9/11, you know, we all become heroes uh which is a a, a good thing but uh, there is a lot of support out there in the public uh, now for the veterans
1: i think that's where your organization really struck me as being kind of different because there is a place for everybody everybody can get involved and, and you and vets does not want people to be forgotten because I, I, looking nope. at how your organization is structured you guys understand that at one time Veterans were not heroes. They just came home, were supposed to do their thing, and there wasn't really any kind of support system or help or just a place they could go and be themselves. And with 250,000 members nationwide, that's no longer the case.
0: Right. And, I mean, it's, it's a terrible thing, but um, I was at Somerset Post 125 and had a conversation with a Vietnam veteran that actually brought me to tears. I, I swear I cried the whole way home. You know, talking about what he had to go through when he came back, the sheer amount of disrespect was just appalling. And you know, I wasn't around then; I'd heard stories, but to hear such a personal account was devastating. Uh, and it's unreal to me that veterans were ever disrespected. It's it's just crazy to me.
2: Well, during those times, it was it wasn't only the deployed vet; it was all veterans. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't look at the uniform like. Uh, what people does now. So I don't care if you're employed or not. Uh, when you had that uniform on, you wasn't, you wasn't nobody special. No, you weren't. And, uh, and in my eyes, you know, veterans, uh, especially those who shot, or it was, you know, downrange, uh, are special people because a lot of people couldn't go what we went through. Uh, you included, uh, you know, uh, you, you know, you know how basic is. And just to go through basic. There's a so whole bunch of people wouldn't wouldn't last eight weeks.
1: Well, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, there's a lot of people. People don't realize how many people go into basic, regardless of what service, whether it's Air Force, Coast Guard, or you know Army, Marine Corps, Navy, who never get out of basic. Either they get yep. hurt or they just can't adapt and they're sent home. It's not really talk about, but the numbers are there to find. And when you start looking at it, it's like okay, you serve your country, and regardless of your capacity, you you made it through something. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. i tell you what, just think about it. You know, I I can uh, tell you, I can't tell you who he is, but I can tell you a story. Uh, We had one in my platoon that didn't make it through. And I'm sure, you know, just like you say, you know, the numbers are there. I'm sure you probably had somebody in your platoon or your company uh, more than one in a lot of cases, but uh, Uh. yeah, everybody can't go through basic whenever. Uh, you hear somebody talking about a veteran that had deployed. And that's the reason why vets is so special because, you know, we're a mixture of uh, ones that deployed and ones that hadn't deployed. So because we do recognize that that fact that we all served our country.
1: So in in your area right now, um, what do you guys all have coming up for, say, Veterans Day? I know that a lot of orgs, ramp up this time of year between like now and the middle of November. What do you have going on with uh, your post-61 in Louisville for Veterans Well, Day? One, one thing
2: we're having, uh once to the Veterans Day Parade, which uh, starts at 11 o'clock, 11-11. Uh, then we'll go through that parade, probably grab a little lunch. We're headed to a cemetery, with St. Stephen's uh, Cemetery, about uh, 3 o'clock, I think it is. Uh, then uh, we are, there's a World War I vet that hadn't got a flag, and there's other veterans within that cemetery. So our second vice commander, Susie Bruner, came up with the idea to uh, raise a little money, put up a flag, and have a ceremony. So uh, we'll be doing that. After we get through there, the ladies here at the Post is having a uh, Veterans Day uh, dinner for us.
0: Yeah. And we uh, host that um, to thank our veterans. It's free of charge, to open to the community, and then we also use it to try to raise money for the Kentucky Veterans Trust Fund, homeless veterans program, because that's another situation in which one is too many.
2: And uh, they they will have, uh, uh, Heather French Henry will be here singing the national anthem. I don't know if you're familiar with her, but Miss America. Uh, oh, really? You know, what it was.
1: Oh yeah, and yeah.
2: she's a. Uh, she's with the KDVA, Kentucky Department of Veterans Administration, and uh, she's the, I uh, do oh, what they call it, the, uh, she's right under the commissioner uh, last year, or year before last year, she was commissioner, and uh, and we'll have other dignitaries come here to celebrate uh, Veterans Day with us, but yeah, the lady says, awesome. ever since I've been around here since 2008, the ladies has always did a dinner for us in one form or fashion, and we uh, uh that's one thing about the ladies and the sons here.
1: Uh they support the veterans uh,
2: here of this post. But yeah, we'll have a busy day uh on Veterans Day.
1: Yeah, just a real quick shout out to uh the ladies, Tracy. Uh one thing I've noticed, um you're 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 a wife of a of a veteran and he's having some problems. I, I found not- that I'm not married. <laughs> no, 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 but but no, no, no just, hear, just hear, me out. No, I mean, you're 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 so funny. <laughs> oh,
0: if oh, okay, I'm sorry. If you're a wife of a, okay, no,
1: sorry. no, no, no. So you, so you, <laughs> you're a, a wife of a veteran anywhere in the world. Uh, what I found is 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 that if you bring a, a woman who's passionate about veterans, especially if her husband served, her son served, or she served herself. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I've seen where women can assess need, because us guys are not going to tell you the real problem, we're, we're, because we're veterans, one. No,
0: no. It's, it, it's, you know, unfortunately, it's one of those things that men, for some reason or another, think it's a weakness to share yes. their feelings, or the troubles that they're going through, or what they need. Um, they are more likely to talk to a, a woman, you know, than they are another man, for whatever reason. Um, you know but you know sometimes you just have to kind of draw it out or you have to go on your gut instinct you know and after you talk to the person you know you know try to figure out what it is that maybe they're just not saying you know that they want to say but they're not actually saying you know and a lot of people won't ask for help but if you offer it they will take it so sometimes it's just a matter of offering help you know you know what can I do for you or you know I just happen to have you know, some extra, an extra coat, some extra gloves, and a hat in my trunk. You know, I was just going to throw it out. Is that something you might need? You know, so sometimes it's just the way you word it as well.
2: I'll tell you, if I could, I, I find out more that veterans will talk to other veterans before they'll talk to anybody.
1: Absolutely. Uh, That's true.
2: About, and we, myself personally, and, and some of the people at the Post now, you know, some people that, uh, is not as aware. But when I can see a veteran's having a problem, and that's part of what I consider my job. Now, I say my job, nobody gets paid, but I've taken on this. And when you can identify somebody who has a problem, you know, I'll give you a little, for instance, I'm a um, member of Yasebo, uh, which is Brotherhood of Tankers. And on Facebook, one time, a guy was getting ready to commit suicide. he was reaching out to his fellow tankers and y'all seen a bunch of people coming up with where he was at his telephone number and all the info that we could so we could get to him you know he wasn't here local but he was reaching out he was getting ready to swallow a bullet
1: that's a powerful story and it's so true that if people take the time to listen somebody can be helped and that's that's one of the reasons that, that this is this is happening now, this interview, and I want to thank you for your time in advance. But it's so it's so important because a lot of times these guys feel alone. So if, if you're out there how, how and you want to find out more about AMVETS or join up no matter where you are, how would I do that?
2: I just pulled up AMVETS.org uh, or uh, Google, you know, like in this area here or any area that you're in, Google AMVETS, it'll come up with a post. Uh, get the post closer to you. Uh,
0: just walk in, tell just them walk, yeah, you are? Yeah, walk
2: in. And What I tell people is uh, walk in. Now, the doors will should be locked, uh, no matter where what ambit you go to. Uh, but walk in, tell them you're a veteran, find somebody to talk to, and uh, usually the, the uh, bartender in our case will direct you to the person, or if you've got a. Uh, an okay. officer he'll take and see somebody different coming in and we'll come up to you and ask if we can help. And then, uh, come you know, come back a couple of times, see if you like the place, see if you like the people. And, but what I encourage is don't become a social member, become a member that you're out in the field.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: because that's, I mean, we, we love all the members and everybody's got their place. But myself personally, I'm out in the field. I'm with, I'm with people, I'm, you know, uh, uh, helping the service officer, and that's one we forgot all about, as a service officer. But throughout our, you know, we, claims, uh, personally, I've seen claims here uh, at the Post, you know, people going from 50% to 100% uh, because of our service officer and the work that they do throughout our, our organization and other
0: organizations. Yeah, if you're a veteran and you don't know what benefits you are entitled to, if you can get in touch with somebody at AnVet, they can put you in connection with a national service officer and at no charge to you, they help you discover what benefits you're entitled to, they help you apply for everything, and it is lightning speed compared to what you would experience at the VA. And I'll give you, for instance, I know somebody whose grandfather's a veteran. Now, again, this is free. It does not matter if you belong to ANVETS or any veteran yes. service organization. It's free if you're a veteran. Um, he's a veteran, and he was on experimental cancer treatment that was helping him that he was going to die without but did not have the out-of-pocket funds to keep paying for it. So he got in touch with the uh, National Service officer, and within four weeks, his benefits had all been approved, and his cancer drug was completely covered at 100%. Well, oh, that's awesome.
1: That is and awesome.
2: That, that, you know, with the good service officers that we got throughout the country and, you know, we're lucky we got our national service officer here, in, right in Global. And uh, I mean, time after time, and it, sometimes it's a simple thing, uh, and we do it here on the post level, is just like the other night, and it happens more than once. Uh, I walk in and I got a guy who wants to talk to me and he wants to know uh, how he gets his uh, uh, burial uh, benefit. So I got him the form, got it to him. And uh, he's on the, on the way, you know, procuring a burial. But uh, same way we get DD 214s. We help people get them. So anytime there's need, there's somebody that can help. Now, I, I can't help with everything, but I know somebody that can. And that's that's the mentality uh, that all of us posts and all of us VSOs needs because we're veterans serving veterans.
1: Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And, and that's that's my mantra. That's my motto. If, if you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us, and we've got to take care of our own.
2: We talk about I talked
1: about the Marines, but no, you're right there, brother. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and it, it doesn't matter what uniform you wear. If, if you serve, you, you know, you're my brother now. Uh, Tracy's my yes, sister. I, I, I love it. Um, I, I just want to tell you, uh, we're, we're we're almost out of time, and this has been such fun. Definitely want to have you guys back on. Um Got People who are listening, there will be links in the blog post site of how you can contact Local 61 in Louisville, how you can contact the National Org's website. Uh, I just find that AMVETS is unique because, again, you don't have to be a combat veteran to serve. And if you want to get involved, and and like Mr. Atkins says, you can roll up your sleeves and really go out there and change somebody's life. Before we end this, uh, Tracy or or Mr. Atkins, do you guys have anything you want to close with? Um, it's been a pleasure. It's been a real blast. and hope you do it again.
0: Yeah, Travis, thank you so much for doing this. and I know we've had some scheduling issues, so thanks for being so patient. Super, Gumby. And, and thank you for your service as well.
2: Yeah, thank you, brother. Super, bye.
1: Super, to you. Uh, Overhill, Overdale, all that good stuff. you got to love tankers. Um, we'll have this up as soon as possible, and I'm looking forward to talking with you more and this has been a great time folks this is Travis with Oscar Mike Radio this is OMR out have a good one that was great guys that was absolutely awesome I mean I know we had to be flexible to get make this work but uh I could just talk to you guys all day long
0: <laughs> thank you so much yeah
1: thank you buddy
0: I really appreciate it. it's awesome what you're doing you know you know to to on veterans issues and and to get awareness out you know it's it's awesome that you took the initiative to create the podcast in the first place. We certainly appreciate being on.
1: Well, absolutely. Yeah, you very much. Uh, You guys can come back on any time. If you have an event you want to get out there to more people, you know, I'll put it on my uh, my page. And, and I'm serious. Uh, some people now, I've been doing this for a little bit over a year and a half, and people are starting to come back on talk about things as they change. And uh, I just think what you're doing is great. and, and how they take care of veterans here is a bit different than they do it in Massachusetts, but the fact of the matter is we're all, we're all family. And, um, I, I love the heartland. I do. I miss the Midwest a lot.
0: <laughs> it's different.
1: Oh, it's great. I go back, I go back home and it's like, calm down. You're way too excited. I'm like, really? And then I, remember, yeah. I had a guy, I had
2: a guy from up new England, uh, went to honor fight. He was, he's one of the past, uh, Board, a chairman of the board, and uh, the other day we was doing something in the stories that we have, and I kept calling him Mr. or Sir. and He's uh, he kept saying, Bill,
1: don't call me sir. I said, Yes, sir. <laughs> he
2: said, Where I'm from, you just say, Hey, he said, I get down here. and said, Y'all, too polite. I said, No, we ain't, sir. <laughs>
1: oh, I get that all the time. It's like, just oh my god, you're not from around here. So, uh, it's always fun.